Kitty Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Dave Hanley. Dave is the CEO of Tomorrow, which offers a free legal will to anyone who wants one. One feature is that you can pick out a guardian for your pets and let that person know through the app. That way, if the unthinkable happens, you'll know your fur babies are okay. Dave is the pet parent of twin sister rescue cats and human parent to four kids. He is a serial entrepreneur who has sold companies to Amazon and Deloitte, now tackling the social need of the 50 million children and 80 million plus cats who don't have a guardianship plan in place. Dave, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you for having me on. Wow. So you have a packed bio here, and uh, it sounds like you have a full house. If you could share with our listeners how you got involved with developing tomorrow, as well as how you develop a passion and love for cats. Perfect. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I had a number of ventures that I've been involved with over the years, uh, including building a community for book readers that we sold to Amazon and a social media agency that was acquired by Deloitte. And so when I went to work on my latest venture, I was really looking for something that would have an important impact on society uh, to go solve a bigger problem. And as I had my agency full of young people who were now all very gamefully employed at, at a big consulting firm, they started getting married and having babies. And I realized that none of them had wills and none of them had life insurance and none of them were doing a few of these things despite being super bright and creative people. Uh, and so when I looked at the data and saw that for young families, 80% of them don't do any of these things, I thought I wanted to solve that. And so we set about to create a completely free legal will that you make on your phone using an app. And then there's features in there that also help your family become more financially sound. The first one that we had was the life insurance. And so we have this social visual way to make a will. And as we're building out the family, your children and your you know spouse or partner, your family members who are going to be guardians and other things, we added our pets. Uh, and so you can now go in there and actually choose who's, uh, you know, who's going to watch my pets. Uh, and you can do the same. So in terms of my love for cats, so I do have two cats, uh, Lucky and Puppy, who are uh, twin sisters. I have no idea what breed they are. They look probably the most like a Turkish Angora, but I'm sure that they are probably a drop of every blood of every kind of cat. <laughs> and they, so white, they used to have black Mohawks, uh, and those have disappeared over time. But my love of cats actually came one Christmas when my sister, who's just a year old with me, all she wanted was a kitty. And a gray tiger was brought to her by Santa Claus, this tiny, tiny little kitten. And we had her, and then she disappeared. We were worried, did she go out the door? Did What happened to her? And we looked all around and scavenged, and we didn't know what to do. And my sweet parents had us little kids, and then we knelt down and said a prayer that we could find this cat. And my dad walks right over to like a hide-a-bed couch and reaches inside of there and felt the fur of this little gray tiger. And so I always felt a connection, whether it's spiritually or physically, uh, to cats. Uh, and that's where it all began. 
And was that cat your sister's cat or did that cat become your cat? She became a family cat. So my sister loved that cat, still has cats, has always had cats. And so that, uh, you know, I, I didn't try and take over that ownership. But it turns out that the cats really like me. Um, and so they uh, they also like her, but they like to come and sit on me, and especially with I'm working or reading and th- whatever it is. Uh, in fact, they like to sleep on my face, which uh, makes me draw boundaries about where they do sleep at night. So I was uh, reading on your website a little bit about your own personal background and uh, some of the challenges that you encountered with your parents, not only with the finances, but with their cat. Would you be willing to share a little bit about that story? Absolutely. So it's now five years ago that my father passed away and you know all the kids were grown, but they had a couple of cats at home. But he, he got sick and then passed away. And then three years later, my mother passed away. And in that time, my mom started having dementia type symptoms uh, that wasn't specifically dementia. We had to sell the home. We had to move her into like another home that was going to be more manageable for her. We hired my sister to move one of my sisters to move in with her uh, and take care of her. There was just a lot going on. As she began to slip even more, I finally pulled out all their estate documents, which were 25 years old. uh, And I realized that everything was out of date. And our research shows that 88% of people who have wills, those wills are out of date. So it's not uncommon. Uh, But there was complicated trust structures that were unnecessary. There were all these things. And I finally had to get a lot of things in line for people who, I mean, my father was a fighter pilot and an airline pilot, mom's college educated. They were super together people. But just by being out of date, uh, it created lots of problems. And so that was one of my learnings is these things need to always be updated. They need to be living documents that you could come in and change as life changes. Uh, and then when it came to the cats, by when my mom passed away, we still had one. And this cat had always lived in one house and then was moved to another house and didn't like all that disruption. And then when it came time needing to adopt him out, um, he was very angry. I would send people over to meet this cute cat and they, he would swipe at their kids or try and bite them. And uh, he wasn't going to be a cat that would be easily adopted into a family with kids. Uh, And so my wonderful sister took him in when my mom was sick, and we went through a whole process of finding the right place for him to go. But it wasn't easy. Now, my mom lived in a senior community with a bunch of single-family homes where everyone's senior, and I'm sure someone there would have loved to have taken this kitty, but I didn't know who she was friends with and who knew the cat, who would be willing to help, but I'm sure she did. But it was just never a question that was answered and certainly never anything that went into her will. You talk about conversations, and I'm dealing right now with my mom who has uh, dementia, and Mm. there are a lot of conversations now that I really wish I had had with her before she'd gotten to this point where I now can't have a conversation with her about certain things. And, you know, when do you think that's the time to have those kinds of conversations? Well, we just need to demystify all of these conversations, right? We have somehow wrapped up that having a plan, just like an emergency fire exit to your house, like how how do we all get out of our bedrooms? It's not dark, it's just a plan. And so having a plan for the very rare cases something would happen doesn't have to be dark. It should be reassuring. My youngest boys are 9 and 11, and we were having a conversation. uh, It was a work conversation at night while going to bed, and I was talking about life insurance that we do at work. And they're like, well, do you have life insurance? I said, I do. I bought it when Mia was born. It's a couple million dollars. 
and it's going to make sure that there's always money to take care of your kids. And my nine-year-old just gets a big smile. He's like, we each get a half a million dollars? <laughs> I said, well, you know, it's to make sure that you go to college and there's always money. And, you know, if anything happened to your mom and I, you would go to your Aunt Marissa's. And if they needed to buy a bigger house for everyone, they would buy a bigger house and they would have all these things. And there was just, you would always be taken care of. And they said, Oh, that's great. Little smiles in their face. They go to sleep perfectly calm and collected and knowing that there's a plan for them. And it really hit home for me that we've made such a big deal out of these things and that we need to have conversations right away. And if we don't, then we'll end up in the primary case with even human children, which is someone has chosen to be a guardian. If you even that there is a will, no one ever tells the guardian. It's very rare that they sit down and have the conversation because we want to make it a big deal. We want to take them out for dinner and make this big gesture when really the information just needs to be known. And so in tomorrow, when you learn what a guardian is, you start typing in the name on your phone. We pull that person in from the contacts on your phone and actually tee up a message that you can send to them that says, hey, Stacy, uh, getting my act together. Part of it's picking out some potential guardians for Miles and Dean. And I think you'd be great. Would you be willing to put yourself on a list of potential guardians for them? And you say yes or no by you know logging in and we track that all inside of tomorrow. That's very cool because that's a little bit less nerve wracking than either not being asked at all and just finding out after something happens or else being asked, but you're like face to face and, you know, maybe you want to say no, but you don't know how you can say no. Mm. There's like a pressure situation too, or you feel like you're obligated. I mean, if you're a sibling, a lot of siblings feel like they have to say yes, mm -hmm. but, but you really don't have to say yes if you don't feel comfortable. But then there's like, it's all that baggage that goes along with it. Maybe that's a way to be able to have a lighter level conversation before getting into the family dynamic thing. Well, I think you're right. And part of it is that these feel like very monolithic documents. It's a yes forever. Right. Uh, and so the change for who the primary guardian is for my kids, wonderful Aunt Marissa, it used to actually be my sister who, you know, is a little older and has her kids and nice culturally aligned. But then Marissa, who's the youngest sister, is far more culturally aligned with us. You know, I think that how she would finish the raising of my kids would be very similar to how I would want it to happen. And she had become a mother as well. And so she was not ready. So before it's like, okay, I got to redo my will and I got to go call the lawyer and I I got to spend $500 to effectively change a name. And tomorrow you literally just like drag and drop people around, tweak the things how you like it, add a couple of new backups in case, you know, Marissa isn't able to for some reason. And then you just print out your will and we tell you how to sign it. So let's talk about cats. Yes. Many of our listeners own cats. Many of them own a couple of cats. Many of them own a couple of dozen cats. And so how would you recommend they provide for those cats in your app? Uh, pull out your Android phone or your Apple phone, download the Tomorrow app, just type in the normal word tomorrow, you'll download it, get started, and then go into the family section and at the bottom you'll see your pets. So you can add cats, you can add 12 cats. Uh, for each one, you decide who's going to watch each cat. So you take a picture of the cat, you write down the name of the cat, you can write things that are special about the cat, everything from dietary preferences to where you adopted her, whatever it would be. And then you choose someone you think would be a good guardian and you can put a few backups. We always recommend always have three people, the main person and two backups, and then they'll be notified through tomorrow, which is optional, but most people do it. And then you can say, hey, would you be willing to do this? 
And if they say no, then we let you know. If they say yes, we let you know. And then all of that gets written right into your will, which is great if you have 12 cats, because it's very hard to find someone who's willing to take 12 cats. Uh, And if there is a person who's willing to take 12 cats, they're probably listening to this podcast. But one at a time or two at a time. And then also, you know, we live longer than our cats. I've lost many cats in my life. And and so this idea of doing a will and then paying each time when you adopt a new cat or maybe you have a community cat that you or a cat that you feed out your back door, adding some of this detail in, adding and removing cats will make it so that your will and the wishes and are always up to date and your cats are always taken care of. Trying to catch a pregnant cat in time? Are you after that last cat who isn't fixed in your 10-cat colony? Got a wily feral who just won't go into a box trap no matter how much you spend on roasted chicken? How about catching a litter of kittens all at once with their mom? All these tough trapping situations and more can be solved if you know how to use a drop trap. Join Neighborhood Cats, co-designers of the first mass-manufactured drop trap on the market as they demonstrate how to best use this trapper's best friend, the drop trap. A Trapper's Best Friend is a webinar presented by the Community Cats Podcast and Neighborhood Cats on Saturday, June 29th, 2019 from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To sign up, go to communitycatspodcast.com. We'll see you there. Catalogical exists to help cat parents love their kitties better with the most in-depth cat food reviews online, plus hundreds of other fact-based articles. Catalogical is your one-stop shop when it comes to learning more about your cat. Catalogical works with multiple retail partners to provide custom coupons on everything from automatic litter boxes to microbiome testing, so you're also likely to save when you choose one of their recommended products. Talking about feeding community cats, and I know in some of the estate planning that I've been involved with, there's been conversation about some requests that may not necessarily be in the will, but yet you still want to be heard. And so whether I guess it's Aunt Millie's bracelet from 1924 or whatever, is there a way for like some side notes to be able to say, I'm feeding on 4th and Broadway and there's 10 cats there and this organization should be notified that they've got to find a fill-in or something? So there's lots of things you can do. So first of all, a will needs to be printed out and signed, and then you just keep it in a drawer. Don't put it in the safe because you're the only one with the combination. Put it in a drawer where someone can find. And then you can append things to it that are just your wishes and notifications that can just be part of a folder or just you know paper clips onto your will. That's a great way to, to let people know about things like that. But then also, you know, inside the Tomorrow app, you can come in and not only can you take pictures of your art and your furniture and decide where you want it to go and to whom you can leave as you decide to give your money away you can leave money to charities decide how much or a percentage and you may want to support one of these charities through your will financially so that they can take on the charge that they have. Or it doesn't have to be a charity. It could be an individual. If you want to continue to do this, and this is part of your life charter to feed these community cats, you could carve out $5,000 or $500 or more and have an individual actually uh, take care of that for you. And then when you pass away, whoever is deemed your executor gets access to your account and helps walk you through that whole probate process? 
Yes. So you do choose an executor, which is the person who's in charge of bringing your will to life. And so they make sure that all of your wishes are done. It's another one. Again, it's important that you not only choose a good executor, but if you can think of two or three people uh, who could be backups, that's also important because it can be a big job. So the executor will take your wishes, make sure that your painting gets to who it's supposed to go to, that money gets where it's supposed to go to, and really does their best to carry out your wishes. Uh, now, the will is the actual document that the executor is going to use to make those decisions. They don't log into your account now or in the future. Maybe something in the future, there's things we could do where we take all the information instead of having to read a legal document, we make it very easy to have the punch list. There's lots of ideas that we'll have. And as we continue to build out tomorrow, you know, you might see features like that as well. So your asset listing would be an attachment to the will that's printed out in that folder in the drawer. It is. It is. There's a section up top that says, this will be the guardians for my kids. Then you name each of your pets and it says who's going to be each of the guardians. And then it goes all the way down to your belongings as well. So all of those are contained inside the one document. Does this include things like a healthcare proxy or um, advanced directives or any in that realm, or is this just focused solely on a will? So tomorrow has wills and trusts, and then more of those features are coming very soon. I imagine by the time this podcast actually airs that you would see things like healthcare directives, powers of attorney, and even temporary medical guardianship for children. Sounds like you've got an all-in-one package getting put together here. There's a lot of work to do. This is a really, really important problem to solve. I said 50 million children in the U.S. have no plan in place. There's no guardians. And then not having the finances in place, whether it's savings or, or life insurance, means that you're creating this completely preventable form of poverty. You know, life insurance, if you're in your 30s and you might need a quarter million dollars of life insurance to give continuity to your kids, for most people, it costs you about $12, $13 a month. Uh, and people think it costs so much more, but it doesn't. And so just getting that word out, getting more and more people using this, you may join because you have two cats that, and you invite your children or, you know, who are adults or neighbors, they might do this and realize, oh, wow, I need to do this for my children and my dog. And then those guardians then are also choosing trustworthy people who have others in their charge. So we're trying to build this movement here in the U.S. to get more and more people taking care of their loved ones together as like a big and mesh network. Now, there are some people who do have quite a few cats who have expressed interest in establishing a trust for the care of those cats. So the cats would stay in the home that they've been in, and this person would have enough resources to create a trust to be able to fund the care of those cats until the end of their days. Is that something that this app could help guide them through, or is that something they're going to have to go to a private attorney for? When it comes to trust, yes, the Tomorrow Trust, which is a revocable living trust, does set up that longitudinal care where over time you're able to take care of kids until they're fully grown and then money gets distributed to them for education and support and whatever is needed uh, until they're grown and then they can get the balance. Uh, we don't do specific pet trusts. If you have specific things that you want to do, especially where the cats would stay and how the funds would be taken care of. It's a conversation with a lawyer. It could be uh, something that you use tomorrow for most things. And then you have this separate trust that you use to take care of those cats. But there are actually even specialized attorneys who work on estate planning involving animals. But it probably is something that you can find just looking up in your own neighborhood. If folks are interested in signing up for the app, and I'm going to say this multiple times just because I don't think people are going to believe it, this 
app is free, correct? Correct. Completely free, no strings attached. And just so you understand, there's a small percentage of people who buy life insurance through the app, and that's how we build a business. That's how we support ourselves. But everything that we've talked about regarding the wills is completely free. It'll take you five minutes to do, and you'll have a complete plan in place by the time you want to start your next podcast. So the website or how people should download the app? The easiest way to do is just open the app store on your phone, type in tomorrow, and you'll download the app. There's a couple hundred thousand people using it, so it's always right there on top. Or if you want to learn more, you can go to our website, which is tomorrow.me. That's tomorrow.me. And you can go in and read more and see what the app looks like before you jump right in. Dave, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I guess what I want to say is do this for yourself, do this for your cats uh, and your children, but know also that by you taking this step and by you doing this work as you invite other people to play these roles in your will, whether they're simply an heir you're leaving to or someone that you're asking to be, say, a guardian or an executor, you're going to inspire them to do this thing themselves. And I hope that that motivates you as well, that they can follow your example and to do these super important things. And it is, it's now finally easy. So So do give it a try. And if you have ideas on how we can make it better, just shoot me a note. It's easy to contact us from the website. Dave, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show. And I I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Thank you so much for having me. Join us June 21st through 23rd for a kitten-focused event presented by the National Kitten Coalition and the Community Cats Podcast. This three-day virtual gathering will feature presentations by experts on raising and saving kittens, setting up and managing kitten-centered shelter programs, and more. Early bird tickets are available now through April 30th for just $50, and after that, $75 tickets will be available through June 22nd. So don't wait. Sign up for the 2019 Online Kitten Conference.